Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here to give us some more insight to the Ravens as a guy who covers them day in and day out for the Baltimore Sun, Jonas Schaefer joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Jonas? I'm doing well, Jody. How are you? Our, uh, my pleasure. Thanks for hopping on board. Um, a name that we're probably not mentioning enough when we uh, talk about the Ravens and the fact that they've been the most impressive team, maybe in all of football, certainly in the AFC the last month or so, is Greg Roman, who got elevated to the offensive coordinator position this past offseason. He was part of the staff last year as an assistant head coach, but Marty Morningwig was the offensive coordinator. They decided to go with Roman instead this year. First of all, why that decision and do you agree with me that what this guy has implemented into their offense has been a major key to their success and that he should be getting more credit for it? Yeah, I mean, you're right. He was all the elements of the Ravens' offense last year that were successful. He was basically responsible for it. You know, when when they ran the ball over 6% of the time and found a way to you know, win the AFC North and make it into the playoffs, it was largely his run schemes that they were using. And they figured that with his success, you know, molding court, young dual-threat quarterbacks like Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo, like Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco, he would be the guy who could potentially take Lamar Jackson to that next level. And, you know, it's strange to think that a kind of sort of run-first offense like the Ravens is leading or close to leading the NFL in all these offensive categories, but Lamar Jackson's a special talent, and Greg Roman has really found a way to make teams pay when they, uh, you know, overcommit to uh, stopping his legs and they found a way to make them pay when they don't respect his arm enough. So it's really just a pick-your-poison type situation with them. And like you said, Greg Roman deserves all the plaudits that are uh, that have been headed his way. Is um, Coach Harbaugh going hands-off on the offense? I'm a big fan. Knew him in Philadelphia. I think he's a hell of a head coach, motivator, and uh, keeps his locker room and his unit together. Um, but he was a special teams coach. He became a defensive coach. Does he just let Greg run wild with whatever he wants on offense? Yeah, I think he's pretty hands-off. You know, Greg's up on the booth uh, during games. So he's not on the sideline like the Ravens defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, is. And I think the only time those streams might kind of cross is when, uh, you know, as in that Seattle game uh, a couple weeks back, the Ravens decided to go for it on fourth down. And, you know, Lamar Jackson had that heavy package, uh, fourth and four run or whatever it was. And, and they got it and they scored the touchdown. So, uh, for the most part, you know, John just letting Greg Roman do his job and what a job he is doing. He's doing phenomenal uh, work today. Um, oh, by the way, uh, the offense is grabbing all the attention, getting all the headlines as well they should. But the Raven defense has also stepped up big the last couple of weeks. They kept Brady pretty much in check, and today they just shut down the Texans and Deshaun Watson. Who's been the impetus? Who's been the key guy in upgrading this defense over the last several weeks? Well, I think, first of all, if you want to talk about just big names, it's got to be Marcus Peters, who 
I didn't have a pick six today, which is a bit of a change of pace for him, but <laughs> has really been just a tremendous addition since coming over from the Rams in midseason. You know, he was talking a lot of snack today with uh, with DeAndre Hopkins, and, and Hopkins had a pretty good game himself. But just with, with the the way that the Ravens were able to bracket the Texans receivers downfield, I mean, I think Houston finished with seven sacks allowed, which is by far the most the Ravens have this season. And obviously, that Houston offensive line isn't that great, but for the Ravens to really effectively corral Deshaun Watson, uh, for them to basically force him to not be able to get off, you know, his, his first read look um, as often as he would have liked, and uh, it was just really impressive. Matthew Judon had a couple sacks today, had another, you know, a couple good stops in the run, and just you know Earl Thomas locking things down in the secondary. Marlon Humphrey having another solid game opposite Marcus Pierce. It's really just a team that relies on its secondary now to create the kind of uh, pressure up front that they that they want to. I think they held Houston today to 4.1 yards per play, which was Houston's lowest all season, which just gives you a sense of how, how well-rounded this team uh, certainly looks right now. How much of a difference has Earl Thomas made? Another veteran presence in a defensive secondary, certainly more well-known for his Legion of Boom time in Seattle. But again, another guy who knows what it takes uh, to be part of a uh, dominating type defense. Uh, what has Earl Thomas contributed this year? Yeah, it's interesting because you know all season the dialogue around him has been, and this has been you know, re- remained consistent even up to a week ago or so. You know, like he's still getting healthy, he's still getting healthy, and despite maybe not being 100, percent you know, coming off that that leg injury in Seattle that that ended the season last year, I think he's played pretty well. He, he doesn't maybe have the same uh, dynamic, you know, hip. You know, the ability to turn his hips and go go get after someone like he did in Seattle, but teams generally have avoided throwing his way. You know, he got he got mossed in that game against New England with uh, a running back for the Patriots going up and getting a catch over him. But he's got a, a couple turnovers. Um, he's done well as a tackler. They use him effectively as a blitzer. So you know, he might not be all pro Earl Thomas, but what they needed and what they've lost this season, which is a couple of safeties, um, I think he's really been. A godsend for them, helping to, to you know keep things under control in the back end. When early in the season, there was a lot of chaos and confusion. And a uh, guy who's been there and done that before. All right, so Absolutely. you get the big win against Houston. Rest of the sked is interesting because you got a couple of NFC matchups, then a couple of in-conference out-of-division matchups, and then two in-division games to finish it out. L.A. and San Fran, the next two, that would be Rams, and the 49ers before you get Buffalo and the Jets and then finish out with Cleveland and Pittsburgh. They may be favored in all of the games uh, because they are at home against San Francisco. Is this team capable of winning 13 or 14 games in your mind? I think so. Uh, You know, they're up to six games in their winning streak, and the last time they won six or more in a row was in that 2000 championship season, the first time they won the Super Bowl. I think that year they finished 13-3. and Don't don't quote me on that, but we're talking about a team that is approaching those heights if they haven't already cleared them. Uh, So I I think you're right. I mean, I I think the Ravens have been underdogs maybe just twice this season. uh, Can't be totally 100% sure, but this is a team that Las Vegas really thinks highly of. Lamar Jackson alone is just enough to to give you a chance in, in every game. And, I mean, they've just, Taken the you know, the past three teams that they faced, including the Patriots, that's the woodshed. So, I don't think there's uh, a more impressive team in the NFL right now. You know, considering what New England had to do to just scrap by Philly today, 
um, it, it just, you know, even it's, it's a good day for the Ravens when your kind of most iffy unit is your special teams, which has been for so long in Baltimore, just one of the hallmarks of a, you know, a decent Ravens uh, franchise. And Lamar Jackson slacking a little bit, only 139.2 quarterback ranking, uh, not like the two perfect games that he had previously this year. He is absolutely in the conversation for most valuable player in this league, and that's a fluid situation, goes up, goes down, and the like. I thought he was in the conversation for the first three or four weeks, then they lost the two games in a row, and he dropped out. Not at one six in a row, he's back in. How is he handling all the attention? Totally unflappable. I mean, he's just uh, he pretty much handles wins as, as cool as he does losses. He does not you know, want to get caught up in too much attention. There's some uh, tweets after today's game where he was photobombing a Ravens tight end, Mark Andrews, as he, as he was doing a call with uh, Deion Sanders on the NFL Network. So, I mean, very much a 22-year-old who's just enjoying this moment. Um, you know, I asked him today if he felt like he was in a zone when you know, he started one for six, but then he hit 13 straight passes out there today. And he said, now just, you know, trying to take what the, off, what the defense gives me, just trying to look out for my guys and find who's open. And, I mean, pretty much everything that he's set his mind to uh, this season he's accomplished. It's just so strange. On Friday, he did a, a talk with the Ravens, Dot com people who did a Facebook Live uh, Q and A, and he said, you know, the next thing I want to do is get Seth Roberts a touchdown." <laughs> Lo and behold, he goes out there Sunday and throws Seth Roberts a touchdown, his first with the Ravens. So he, he's really a guy that is, is tough to put limits on because you know whatever bar uh, that has been set for him, he's, he's found a way to clear it. I was glad to see Gus Edwards have a, a big game today. I thought he was your key to making the playoffs last year. I know. Uh, the change from Flacco to Lamar was so drastic, and that was what everybody was going to focus on. But Edwards had a dynamite season for you guys last year. Um, he's not your number one option out of the backfield. Ingram's come in and done, done that. And, oh, by the way, he played very well today, too. Uh, but right. Edwards was back and contributing. Uh, what is it about his game that complements Lamar Jackson as well as it does? It's a great question. I've, I've, it's one I've been trying to kind of consider myself because – he and Mark Ingram, the obviously now the starter, have pretty similar games. They're both between the tackles guys. I think Mark Ingram has a, a higher gear when he gets out into the open field, but they do feel somewhat complementary in the sense that there are some games where uh, Mark Ingram can't really seem to find the holes, and then Gus Edwards is there to maybe break one arm tackle and take a three yard gain and turn into a six yard gain, or, or take a you know eight yard gain into a twenty one yard gain because. He just gets downhill, and, and no one wants to get in front of him. And he's a big dude, probably like 6'1", 230. And, you know, he was somewhat bottled up today. But, you know, obviously it takes a lot of work, a lot of pieces coming together to, to pull a 63-yard touchdown against a Texans run defense. Um, that's been as solid as they have. So uh, just a credit to, you know, Power Card, the fullback, fringe <laughs> pound fullback, going out there and clearing a path for him. And then, you know, Miles Boykin, who didn't have a great game as a rookie out there today, you know, holding his block for the last, I don't know, 30, 40 yards, allowing Gus Edwards to basically run into the end zone untouched. Uh, this entire team is committed to, to being as effective as it can possibly be in run blocking. And, you know, you see it uh, in, on plays like that when someone like Gus, or Gus Edwards can, can get on track uh, just with a, you know, a moment's notice, basically. I know everyone wants to look forward to what the Ravens are doing and where they're going to finish up and what they can do when they get to the playoffs, but I oftentimes like to look back and see what could have happened and how it might have changed certain things. Uh, Last year, Coach Arbaugh coached most of the season without his uh, contract being determined, 
and yeah. there were rumors about him maybe wanting to go elsewhere. There were rumors about maybe the Ravens wanting to go in a different direction at the end of the day. Yeah, they got something done. It took the entire year without knowing, and he got damn close to being, quote-unquote, a free agent, um, but he ended up staying. How close was it as a guy on the inside who's there every single day? Uh, did you at any time or point last year say to yourself, damn, yeah, there might be a separation between this coach and this team? Well, I think as they made their run postseason, uh, I think obviously both sides realized that they were they were better together than they were apart. But if you remember last season, uh, before that Week 16, that big Week 16 win over the Chargers in L.A., the Ravens put out a statement that said that John Harbaugh would be back for the next season and that they would work together. Uh, it would work toward a contract extension. But that contract extension wasn't actually signed until you know probably a month after the Ravens season ended. So it, it was it was definitely very strange. But you know obviously John Harbaugh is the top coach, and if the Ravens hadn't re-signed him, uh, he would not have been a uh, coaching free agent for long. But I, I think the Ravens you know made a wise investment in whatever they're paying John Harbaugh because he's been you know probably you know a top three candidate at this point for NFL Coach of the Year. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.